Hello, hello, hello to my favoritest people. I know that's not a word, don't come at me, but that expresses the sentiment that I'm obsessed with everyone listening. Welcome or welcome back to the Unfreeze podcast. This is the podcast where we talk about life in our 20s, self-awareness, personal development, all the deep stuff, all the good stuff, we get into it. And today, we're doing a Q&A because it's been a second. And I asked people on Instagram to send in questions, to send in dilemmas, to send in things they are going through or struggling with in life so we can break them down on the podcast and we can basically just chat it through. Stay calm. This episode is not going to be a Q&A about me, myself and I, but it's kind of a Q&A on that thing called life, which we all have in common. So some of the topics we're going to discuss are how to know if you're on the right path. We're going to talk about true love and how to know when or if you found the quote unquote one. Someone asked me stuff about myself, which people don't No, I think someone's asked me this in a previous Q&A. I don't know if I answered it, but whatever, let's touch on that. Also, what to do if you're in an unhealthy routine and you feel like you can't get out of it, and then confidence tips for social situations. So it's gonna be fun, get ready. But before we get into that, some random Zoe updates. Full transparency, I have cried twice today. To be fair, it's 6 p.m., so it's not like I've cried twice and I've been awake for an hour, which is also fine if that's you. You're allowed to cry. We can own that. In my case, both times I cried were totally and utterly irrational. I did not need to cry, but I'm overtired, I'm exhausted, and there are a couple of things in my life which are really frustrating right now, but it's fine. And I know that overtired and exhausted mean the same thing, but I'm really trying to drive the point home here that I have not been getting enough sleep. So I just kind of feel like the tiniest things are going to produce waterworks, i.e. they're going to make me cry. What happened today was basically I live in a condo in Singapore. So you have to use a key card to get into the apartment complex. And then you have to use a key card to get into my specific building. And my key card stopped working. So I needed to go to the management office building people and ask them to reactivate it. But essentially, they told me they couldn't reactivate the key card because I didn't have the right documents. But I can't get the documents from the people I'm renting the apartment from until Monday. So I just started crying. And I don't really think anyone knew what to do. But that's fine. Tears happen. We move on. So I'm basically now a criminal breaking into my own apartment, even though I live here. I literally have to tailgate people to get into my own apartment. So that's all very stressful. I also have this deep-rooted fear of getting arrested, not because I live a risky life, quite the opposite. I think I just really don't want to go to jail. Not that I would. Again, I, I literally don't do anything wrong. I'm a very law-abiding citizen, but I'm paranoid about going to jail. So I don't like this whole criminal vibe I've got going on at the moment, even though, as I say, I'm not a criminal because I live here. Quite aside from that drama, I've had a really good day. I went on a long walk with a friend and then we went and we got green juices and smoothies and matcha. And only upon drinking the green juice did I realize that I've not had green juice in a while. And oh my goodness, I just love it so much. I know that sounds really basic, but I'm big on appreciating the little things in life and romanticizing life and the green juice was just so delicious. So I'm going to be having green juice more often 
watch this space. I used to make it every morning in London, but I thought it would be one step too far to put the juicer in my luggage to move to Singapore, especially because my bags were already outrageously heavy because, well, I'm me and I apparently do not have the capacity to pack light. All of that to say, I couldn't bring my juicer to Singapore, which no one needed to hear about. So we're going to park that one there. I realize there are so many other updates I kind of want to give. They're kind of like thoughts I've had this week and things which have popped into my head. But quite a lot of them relate to the questions and the topics we're going to discuss today. So I reckon we should just get into the episode. Some of the questions are quite deep. Some of the questions are lighthearted. So we've got a nice mixture in there. I think let's just go straight into the deep end immediately. If we were in a pool, we would not be walking down the steps. We would be doing a very elegant dive straight into the deep end because we don't mess around on this podcast. Well, I kind of do in that I go on these crazy tangents which are very uncalled for but we're gonna try and have a non-tangential episode let's see how far we get down the line on that so we're gonna go into the episode my usual reminder before we start this non-tangential episode is that if you do enjoy the podcast please do rate it it makes the world of difference if you have thoughts questions queries ideas it is at Wonderfully Zoe on Instagram and TikTok, and my website is www.umfreezepod.com. So, diving into the deep end of this non tangential episode, the first topic I want to discuss is how to know whether you are on the right path in life. Okay, This is a good one. This is a big one. This is a deep one because we're in the deep end. There are two things I kind of want to say on this. So the first one, I go back and forth on the saying, quote unquote, everything happens for a reason. Because sometimes I think, yes, 100% everything happens for a reason and you just have to trust the process. And even if that's not true, even if everything doesn't happen for a reason, I like the mindset because it means there's less dwelling on what could have been and you're kind of like, okay, thank you next when something doesn't work out or whatever. But then sometimes I do find myself overthinking the world and asking, does everything happen for a reason? I don't know. And I think where I land on this is that I believe in making everything happen for a reason. And what I mean is that if something happens, make sure there's a reason why it happened by making the most of the situation, whatever that situation is. So say, for example, I don't know, you go for a job interview, you really want the job, you think it's your dream job, you're manifesting it, you get your hopes up, but then you don't get the job. Try and create a reason as to why you didn't get the job. So back yourself to go find another job that you can then say, okay, the reason I didn't get the other one is because there was something better out there for me and I just needed to be redirected. Does that make sense? It's kind of like believing everything happens for a reason, but instead of using that as, I guess, an excuse to take a backseat to your own life and being like, okay, well, everything happens for a reason, so I don't even need to try, and I can just trust that the reasons lead me in the right place. Instead, you're thinking, I'm going to make sure that everything happens to me happens for a reason, and I turn it into 
a good thing or I make the most of that situation. I hope that makes sense. Let me know if not, even though I don't really think anyone's going to be like, hi, by the way, you made no sense, but that's fine. Let's just hope. How on earth does that relate to the question I hear you ask? That's a brilliant point, but not to worry because I have a pretty solid answer to provide you with. The reason I went on that ramble about things happening for a reason or making things happen for a reason is because I don't think there's an objectively quote-unquote right path for anyone. I don't think that there's path A and there's path B and there's path C and one of those is right for you and the other two are wrong for you. I think we're all on our own unique paths and it's all about tailoring your path and taking your path in the direction that you want your life to go in rather than sitting there wondering am I on the right path as if there are different paths and you just literally choose between them. I think you get to mold your path. You get to make your path what it is, whether that's by romanticizing the small things in life, like the green juice I had, which was epic. Maybe it's your morning coffee, whatever it is. Or whether it's about recognizing there are things in your life which aren't making you super happy and thinking, okay, I want to change those things to take the path I'm on in a slightly different direction. Like maybe we're veering left where we would have gone straight or maybe we're veering right. The point is, it's not about being on or off a certain path. It's about saying the path I'm on is my life and that's the only path I'm ever going to be on. So it's up to me to kind of work out what direction I want to take it in and work out what kind of path I get to craft. The other thing I want to say on this question is don't let society standards of what's quote unquote the right path make you feel like you're doing anything wrong or like your life isn't going quote unquote right or that you're not doing well enough in life. Basically make sure that when you're thinking about your path and the direction you want to take it in that you are not letting other people's expectations of what your life should look like cloud your judgment of whether what you're doing feels right to you and whether it makes you happy. So those are my thoughts on that question. Also, final thing, don't put so much pressure on yourself to work it all out right now. I think there's a dance between being intentional in life and not kind of sleepwalking through life, but equally living in the moment and not feeling we need a 10-year action plan and kind of being open to things which come our way and opportunities which come our way and just life which comes our way and dealing with it in the moment rather than always trying to be 20 steps ahead which isn't really possible because there's so much that's beyond our control and that's okay. Okay now I will actually wrap up on that question but I loved it. I thought it was a good one and the next one is another deep one but let's freaking go for it. I'm loving the deep vibe from you guys. The next question is, how do you know you have found the quote unquote one? And we definitely have spoken about this on the podcast before, but it's a topic I love talking about and I love hearing people's thoughts. So we're going to talk about it some more. And I'm going to preface what I'm about to say by letting you all know that nothing I say is reflective of my own love life or my relationship. I'm basically just discussing this topic in terms of ideas and beliefs about humans and people and life. Humans, people and life, they're all kind of the same thing. But anyways, we'll move on. So there are so many things to unpack about this question. How do you know? 
when you found the one. I'm smiling because I think this is just so fun to talk about. The first thing is the idea of there being a quote unquote one and whether that exists. And I don't know. I really don't know. I think there can be multiple ones in life, but I love the idea of that there are at least some ones, if that makes any sense. But I'm so curious for people's thoughts. So please let me know. Also, I have just finished the last book in the Magnolia Park series, which cry, I'm literally having withdrawal symptoms. But one of the reasons I'm so totally and utterly obsessed with this book series is because it seems very surface level, but it's low key, so deep. And one of the big questions, Magnolia who is the main character or one of them. But one of the main questions she ponders about is how many loves do you get in a lifetime? And the book kind of, it doesn't talk about it directly, but it alludes to the fact that there are different types of love. And maybe for some people, they have someone in their life who could be the quote unquote one in a different lifetime if circumstances were different or whatever it's so good the way it's discussed in this book or again not even discussed but just kind of like laid out but I have been thinking about that a lot how many loves do you get in a lifetime I just can't like it's just so good if anyone wants to talk about this please let me know back to the point how do you know if you found the quote-unquote one Okay, so people say you know when you know, and I love that for people who say you know when you know and they believe in that, and maybe I do too. But my question for all the overthinkers of this world, i.e. me, myself, and I, is how do you know when you know you know, question mark, dot, dot, dot. And I sometimes find I'll ask myself that question, how do you know when you know you know, and then I'll launch into an existential crisis about how you even know anything, And then to get myself out of it, I'll usually put on something like the Kardashians or read my book because no one wants to have an existential crisis at like 3 p.m. on a Saturday afternoon. Anyhow, back to the question of how do you know when you found the one? I feel like everyone has such a different opinion on this and I would genuinely be so curious for people's thoughts. So please do actually let me know. I feel like I would love to say trust your intuition if you know you know blah 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 which I do kind of think but then I'm also like the stakes are kind of high on this one if the commitment is you're planning to spend your entire life with someone you do kind of want to be sure but maybe that's just the overthinker in me I'm not really sure short answer to this question I don't know long answer to this question would turn this into maybe a 17 and a half hour episode so I will save us both that situation and move on to the next question, which is, it's a fun one, but I actually don't love answering questions about me. I prefer answering questions about just like life and thoughts and ideas and love as we've just seen. But the question is, what is something people don't know about you? And I don't know if I've answered this question on the podcast before. I seem to kind of remember it, but I'm not 100% sure because I know I got this question in an Instagram Q&A over the holidays and I was with my brother and my sister so I filmed them they were making food or whatever and I filmed them and I was like guys what is something people don't know about me and my brother came out with this answer and I just burst out laughing because it was not something that I was just going to post on Instagram 
And then I made a story explaining that my brother came out with something really funny, but I wasn't going to say what it was. But I didn't say I'm not going to say what it is because that's kind of attention seeking. But anyway, I basically just said my brother had the funniest answer to this question. And so many people were like, what was it? What was it? What was it? And it was funny to me because it really wasn't that interesting. It was literally about the fact that I was really sick when I was born. But the reason I didn't post a story was because of the way he said it. It just wasn't postable. And it was so funny, even though it's not really a funny situation. Anyways, I don't know how I got on that tangent. This wasn't meant to be a tangential episode. But yeah, that's one thing. I was sick when I was born. There you go. Other than that, I mean, it kind of depends on who's asking. I find this a really hard question because I have no idea what people think of me or who they think I am. I know who I am, which is good because I am me. But I don't know how I come across on this podcast or online or even in person. So it's hard for me to know what people don't know about me. There are obviously random facts that people don't know about me. Like, I don't know, I have to shower before I get into bed or I've never really liked dairy milk since I was younger. So nut milks are fantastic news to me or I remember conversations in intricate detail from literally 15 years ago, but I don't know if that's the vibe the person who asked this question is going for. One thing I would say on maybe a deeper level is that sometimes I feel like I come across on this podcast as really measured and really sorted, but in a lot of ways, my life is kind of chaotic. And I guess there's also kind of... Not a more outrageous side to me, but a more maybe outspoken side to me, which is ironic because all I do on this podcast is talk. I don't really think I'm making sense. Like I can be quite a drama queen in a funny way, I hope, but I'm unclear. But I don't know if that comes across as much on the podcast. As I say, I don't think that answer really made sense, but that's fine. Okay, next thing we're going to discuss is someone said... I know I'm in an unhealthy routine, but I'm finding it so hard to get out of it. Do you have any tips? Well, yes, I do. My number one piece of advice, my total and utter number one piece of advice is to be kind to yourself and to give yourself love. And I know that goes against what a lot of people say online when they're like, you have to be more disciplined and stop being the victim and take responsibility and be harder on yourself, blah, 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 blah. But in these situations, I honestly think self-compassion is so important because without it, we feel bad about ourselves and then we start to self-sabotage. If you don't give yourself love, if you don't start believing you are worthy, then you're not going to think that you're worthy of getting out of the unhealthy routine you're in. And if you don't think you're worthy of that, it's just not really going to work because Every time maybe you get close or you do a healthy habit or whatever, you're probably going to self-sabotage because deep down you don't think you are worthy of getting to a good place. So my advice to anyone who resonates with this question is to be so kind to yourself. Stop judging yourself. Stop beating yourself up. Stop with the constant self-criticism and just be kind. Appreciate your situation. Appreciate that it's not exactly where you want to be, but that's fine because you're strong enough to get out of it and to establish some healthy habits and to feel good about yourself because you deserve it. So have a conversation with yourself and be like, I love you. 
and you and I are going to get through this together. We're on the same team and we're going to do this together and we're not going to self-sabotage because we know we're worthy of feeling good. And I know it can feel so weird striking up a convo with yourself and also giving yourself love in these situations because I feel like our natural instinct is to reach for shame or guilt or self-loathing or all those horrible things. But I promise you that reaching for love is so much more powerful. So that is my number one tip. And then I guess my number two tip is focus on doing one thing for yourself every day. So don't try and overhaul your life in a way that's just not sustainable and not enjoyable. Focus on slowly implementing habits which make you feel good, but also they're fun and they're not going to make you miserable in life because it's not going to be healthy unless it's enjoyable and sustainable. So I hope that helps. I'm sending so much love to the person who asked this question and I really hope that you're sending love to yourself too because I really think that self-kindness is the foundation for getting out of the situation. Okay, last topic is someone asked how to be more confident in social situations. So I think with this, you've got to know your worth. You've got to know that you are a privilege to be around and you bring value to any social situation you turn up at. So you do not need to feel self-conscious or like a burden or like you need to prove yourself or like you're not adding anything. You can back yourself and you can trust that, as I say, you are a privilege to be around. And I don't know how much I agree with the the saying, fake it till you make it, but I kind of agree with it in this context. In some situations, you might have butterflies before walking into a room or going to a social event or striking up a conversation, but sometimes I think you need to tell yourself, I am a strong confident person and I can do this. I can walk into the room, I can show up at the party, I can have the conversation and you just need to tell yourself that that is who you are and you need to fake it until you make it. And sometimes don't think, just do it. That's what I do. If I'm walking into a situation which I'm nervous about or I have a bit of anxiety about, I will be like, don't think about it. Just walk in and work out the rest when you're there and 9.9 times out of 10, even though I don't think that could be 0.1 of a time, but you know what I mean, you're absolutely fine when you get there. It's just the initial push and the overthinking which comes. And speaking of overthinking, also, and this is something I have to do, chill out on the post-match analysis. I sometimes find after I see someone, I'll, I'll be like, was I too much? Did I talk too much? Was I too quiet? Did I add value? Do they think I'm weird? Did they judge my accent? I don't know, whatever it is. And then I have to be like, Zoe, stop overthinking. Trust yourself and also trust that if someone is judging you for any of those things, that's on them. They're probably projecting and they're probably not your person. And that's okay because you are worthy. And as I keep saying, you are a privilege to be around and you need to trust that. So that's my short TED talk on confidence when it comes to social situations. I love talking about the topic of confidence, not because I have it down, but because I just think confidence and a lack of confidence is something which holds 
so many of us back and it just kind of breaks my heart because I hate the idea of people not realizing their full potential or not living their fullest life because they feel underconfident. So it is something I really want to talk about in more depth. I have done a whole episode on confidence, but that was a while back. So let me know topics when it comes to confidence that we want to get into more because as I say, it's something I am really passionate about. Okay, I think we have to wrap up this episode here. I feel like I've been a little bit unhinged in this episode. I don't know why I think that, but that's okay. I'm not going to now overthink it because as I say, we all need to chill out with the post-match analysis. I love you all so much. I'm so grateful to you for listening. If you have thoughts, questions, queries, ideas, it's at wonderfullyzoe on Instagram or TikTok. My website is www.amfreezepod.com. Don't forget to rate this podcast. It would make me very happy. And yeah, as I've already said, I'm sending tons of love and I will speak to you all next week. Bye.